as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 89, and I am Davram. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I very, very much appreciate it. And we've got a lot to talk about uh, this week in uh, Sea of Thieves. We've got some news as far as uh, some drops and stuff going on. Um, We had the Halloween um, stream event. We had the Halloween event. We had... Uh, the trailers for the new adventure, which by the time you're listening to this, the adventure will already be out. Um, but I will assure you there will be no spoilers as far as the in-game play. Um, for one, I haven't had time to do it. Um, and for two, uh, I never do that on the the first week of the adventure. So uh, I will be talking about the trailers uh, and, and things like that, uh, speculation. Uh, and then unfortunately, we've also had some negativity, if you will, uh, in the Twitter uh, universe around the Sea of Thieves community. So we'll get into all of that and more in this episode. But first, take the time to thank the wonderful, amazing patrons that pay Uh, In order to uh, support my content, they go above and beyond not only listening each and every week, but also um, pay to support the production of the content. So thank you to Registella, Lane, Skamelt666, Jack, and Blade X Life. Thank you guys very much for continuing your support on the patron um, and continuing uh, to support my content. If you are interested in supporting the content, if you are interested in getting Pirate Talk Radio, um, have your own personal feed of Pirate Talk Radio free of any sort of advertisements, free of any of that stuff, uh, you can join the patron along with some other cool gifts and rewards um, over at patreon.com slash TV. Monthly subscriptions starting at $1 per month for that private uh, feed that gets you the episodes early before everyone else. So let's jump into the news real quick. Um, I didn't get to take part in the trick or treat um, event um, as I I got to watch the live stream a little bit of that while I was uh, while I was working on things. Uh, I did not get to participate in the in-game event um, as I've been preparing for um, on the uh, 5th of November. Um, So when this episode goes live, uh, I will be helping my team, uh, the charity team, run our 24 hour. Uh, charity uh, fundraiser that we do every single year. I will not be streaming um, as I have five different events that my team is taking part in um, during the weekend all across the city. Uh, So I will be running around and supporting them. But if you would like to get involved um, and help us raise some money for charity, there will be links um, as always in the description of the podcast and in the YouTube comments. Um, It it is Extra Life. Uh, It is a national um, charity that raises money for children's hospitals to help children pay uh, for their health care. So if you would like to donate, I know uh, many folks on the Twitch side, um, along with the podcast side, have donated this year. Uh, If anyone else wants to take part, every single dollar counts. Um, You can check out that link again. Extra um, Life is the organization. And if you are interested in getting involved in helping your local hospital, uh, again, extra-life.org will give you all that information and you can sign up and find some local Extra Life uh, around you to hopefully join. So unfortunately, because of the prep for that event, uh, which is very near and dear to my heart, I did not have time to take part in Trick or Treat uh, in Sea of Thieves. However, I did take part in Trick or Treat uh, at my house. And uh, I, I, you know, 
I, I talked about this on stream. Um, I'm trying to bribe the local children. Um, so when they become high schoolers, they're not like the asshole high schoolers that I've had uh, outside of my house for the past couple years. Um, so I did king size candy bars this year. Now, big, huge, massive candy bars, right? Like some of them, some of the little kids walking around with their little baskets, right? The king size candy bar barely fit in the basket and their, their faces of just absolute awe. And, and cr- it was just amazing to see. And I, I had a good time passing that out. But in the first 45 minutes, I went through 78 king size candy bars. I ran out of candy. That That's a catastrophe on, on a trick or treat, right? It's a t- catastrophe to run out of the reward, right? I, f- I feel like, I feel like the reward of trick-or-treating at my place was like a limited-time cosmetic in Sea of Thieves. And I ran out. I ran out. There was no more. So I literally hop in my car and drive to my local, um, um, uh, ga- or not gas station, um, local uh, uh, shopping um, play grocery store, and I buy uh, several boxes of, of candy bars. Now, I can't buy the king size, but I can buy regular size. And, and I get back, and uh, literally I was gone for like 10 minutes, not long at all. All the kids are gone. All the kids are gone. So I go and buy like eight more boxes of candy bars because when I left, there was a whole bunch of kids still in the neighborhood. I get back, no one. So um, <laughs> so people at my work got a whole, like there were boxes. I gave my neighbor kids like two full boxes, took boxes into work. But yeah, that, that was my trick-or-treat time while all of you got to enjoy sailing the seas and, and getting your hats and things like that. So I hope you enjoyed the event. Um. I know those hats were kind of reskins. Uh, they were taco hats. Um, they look like to me uh, reskin taco hats with the uh, um, the trick or treat logo um, on the front, depending on which one you took part on. Um, I I do like uh, that they're continuing to do events where it's uh, the community basically chooses the outcome. Right? They've done that a couple times. Um, it's it's not something they do a lot. Um, but they've done it a couple times. They did it with Reapers versus the uh, World. Uh, one of the first times that I remember. I'm sure there were more that I'm forgetting. Um, but Reapers versus the World um, was one. I know they did. Obviously, Golden Sands was the adventure one. Um, they've done now Trick or Treat. So I, I do like them bringing that particular thing um, into the game. Um, I know it leads well into this new adventure, um, The Return of the Damned. I know that leads well into that. Um, it gets people ready for that community choice. Um, so I hope everyone had a good time. Um, I, I hope that you got your cosmetics, um, out of it. I hope you had fun either burying treasure or pulling, uh, uh, tricks on, on other folks. So, uh, I think that event went well. Um, it looked like a lot of people posted a lot of fun, um, screenshots, spooky things, costumes, um, people dressing up, um, in Sea of Thieves, people carving pumpkins in Sea of Thieves. So it looked like a lot of people had fun over Halloween, um, um, throughout the Sea of Thieves community. It was nice to follow. Um, as far as what's going on in the weekend of the, uh, the 4th of November, uh, through the weekend. So the November 4th through the 10th. So you're going to have six days to get this. Um, sorry, I read that wrong cause it's British and they put the, uh, the time in front of the date, um, which I guess we do that here too. I just read it wrong cause I'm tired. Um, November 4th through November 7th, so three days, November 4th through 7th, so this weekend. Um, if you watch Sea of Thieves, a Sea of Thieves partner, has to be a partner, um, you can get your hands on um, the concertina, the um, uh, the banjo, the drum, and the hurdy-gurdy of the, it's the orange and black um, uh, color variant for the the dragon or the eastern wind style um, stuff. I don't remember what exactly um, this, oh, it's the eastern wind sapphire um, instruments. There's some sapphires on, on these. Um, but you can get your hands on the instrument set. It's four hours total. Uh, you have to claim the reward between each um, hour. Um, so you can do it all in one day. Uh, if you forgot about this and you're listening to this show, make sure you do it before the seventh, uh, get four hours in. Um, and for more information on that, you can go to sea of slash twitch dash drops. Make sure you link your, the account you want, um, these drops to go to 
to with your Twitch account um, via the instructions on that website. Uh, make sure you link those, and then you can go ahead um, and earn your progress to that. Speaking of Twitch drops, I was able, um, while I was in the middle of working on some other things, I was able to watch the Trick or Treat or the Halloween uh, Sea of Thieves TV. It was a lot of fun. They did like uh, crew versus crew of galleons. One crew member was the trickster. Um, so their objective was to uh, do certain things on the ship. Uh, in order to sabotage uh, and not get caught. If they got caught, you know, uh, the, the, the points that they got, the, the, tr the treaters, if you will, uh, the good crew members, um, they got extra points. Um, but if they failed to guess who you were, um, you know, they lost points. If they, if they brigged someone who wasn't you, uh, they lost points. So it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it was very entertaining um, but what was really cool about that, they were giving out Gilded Phoenix weapon sets like nobody's business. Like I, I assumed, you know, a couple of them, I, f I figured a couple kit, you know, a couple of the codes like during breaks or something, man, like it felt like to me, like every five to 10 minutes, they were like, Hey, we found a, in the, in the tavern of the damned, another code for the next five minutes. If you're active in chat, you have a chance. I was like, Holy shit. Cause I'm sitting here trying to work on other things. And then I would hear that announcement. I'm like, Oh, well, I've got to go be active in chat, you know? Um, to try to get, I didn't win one. I did not win one. Unfortunately, congrats to all the winners, but, uh, holy crap. Did I get a lot of gold? I got a lot, a lot of gold. Um, they were giving drops out of 15,000 gold. Like I, I think I brought in, uh, I got all the drops, but I think it was like, I, I don't remember how many they did, but, uh, it was a lot of gold, like 600,000, half a, over a half a million gold, uh, that they just gave out by, by you, uh, by you like watching. So, um, did I do my math right? I didn't do my math right there. No, I didn't. It was close to a hundred thousand, not a quarter of a million. What the, f anyways. Um, yeah, so a lot of gold that they gave away there. Uh, so congrats to everyone who got the drops there. Uh, again, I know they announced it on, on Twitter and stuff that they were doing drops. Uh, they did have a, quite a few people. It was a good turnout, like 4k, 5k was the, the top that I saw, which is, you know, for Sea of Thieves TV, which usually doesn't do that well, um, compared to some of their larger partner streamers, it was, it was pretty good to see them, um, you know, doing some pretty good numbers and, and giving stuff away. And like I said, it was kind of a fun event to watch. Um, but make sure you tune in again to a partnered streamer November 4th through the 7th uh, and link your account, seeathieves.com slash twitch dash drops and get your Eastern Wind Sapphire instrument set um, this weekend um, on twitch.tv slash insert partnered Sea of Thieves streamer here. All right, let's get into the trailer. So there are two videos. There were two videos that we got. We got the cinematic trailer, and I guess the other one's kind of the gameplay trailer. I, I kind of one is the cinematic, trying to you know tell you the story, and the other one is kind of the launch trailer. Um, and I call that the gameplay trailer because it goes into a little bit, just a. Sl it's again both are very short videos to watch, um, but goes into um, a little bit more detail about what you're kind of doing. Um, in the in the particular adventure. So let's start with the cinematic trailer first. Um, so I have so many thoughts about this, right? I have so many thoughts. Um, as you know, I was I was I was hyped about the last adventure. Um, I thought it was a good adventure. I thought they did it well. Um, but I was a little concerned at the ending. I thought that was the end of Flameheart. I didn't think it was a a wham, bam, in your face, pow type of ending that I expected. Um, and then it became that uh, once you learned a little bit more. I was like, wow, that was kind of, you know, less than exciting um, beating Stitcher Jim so quickly. Um, and then like Flameheart's did, you know, he had the sword out and it was doing thing. And I'm just like, that's the end. Like after all of this, 
after all these years with Flameheart, that's the end. And so I was really concerned <clears throat> that it was just going to flop because if that was the ending, if, if what we got at the end of, of the, the Molten Sands uh, Fortress, if that was the end, I was going to be very disappointed. Um, and I think my points total for the review of that adventure was going to be much lower than what it was. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't the end. Um, now, I'm a, I was a little bit concerned when I started to see kind of the media coming out and then we got the trailer and I'm a little bit concerned because in the, the sea of thieves, uh, official podcast, they said that this would be a gut wrenching community decision, a tough decision that would impact the future and the lives of beloved characters. And I, you know, so I expected this to be huge, like massive, like, we're talking big names in the game. And though it does deal with big names in the game, it's not characters as in more than two, right? Because it's been for the longest time, Pendragon, Arthur Pendragon versus Captain Flameheart. And those are the two that we're dealing with. So, so the trailer says, um, in this particular, um, adventure, uh, and it is community choice. We get to choose based on our actions, uh, who wins? Either Flameheart wins or Pendragon wins. Now, why this was a little bit like I was hyped up when they were talking about this adventure at on the Sea of Thieves podcast. And now I'm less hyped. I've watched the video. Again, I thought the cinematic trailer was well done. I thought the gameplay trailer was well done like they always do. But I'm a little bit disappointed um, because <laughs> ah, it's like we get to choose Pendragon. Or Flameheart. Like, ah, it's like it's back to the whole good guy versus bad guy. Choose which one you want to, to be there. And it's just garbage. It's a really bad choice, in my opinion. First off, there are a lot of people who love Pendragon. Pendragon has been part of some of the most epic cinematics and epic moments in the Sea of Thieves game as far as the the stories are concerned we have the epic moments in um in uh what is that uh, seabound soul we have the epic awesome moments in a pirate's life we've had the awesome moments recently it, it's like even though he has failed twice um with seabound soul releasing flameheart and i understand i've already got an angry tweet at me that says oh well we helped with that yeah well we were dumb and we just went and we were trying to release souls to learn information and we just so happened to find this skull in a sarcophagus and we handed it to the champion of souls who's supposed to know this shit the man who was hunted down by flameheart all those years ago uh you know and it was tried to track down all the and he didn't know like he didn't know oh just blow and he releases the skull in the sky and then we got the shit talking head and and so that i say is all on pandragon he's the champion of souls he should have known better he should have known what he was doing and in this trailer he takes responsibility for that so angry tweeter out there that says well we were part of it you know what go to hell because Pandragon himself took full ownership of this. My conscience is clear. I just handed him the skull because I wanted the, the really foul bounty skull of handing him this skull. I wanted the reward, right? I wanted the reward. That's the dude who released the magical flaming, you know, sparklers into the sky that turned into a giant head that asked us if our supplies are dwindling for a while. So don't, he took responsibility, angry tweeting person. He took responsibility. It's not my fault. It's not the community's fault. It's Pendragon's fault. All on him. All on him. So Pendragon has had some epic moments in, in the Sea of Thieves game. Um, and he's memorable. He's got the big bristly mustache. He's got the, the, the sword of souls. He's the champion of souls. He's got some great cinematic moments, especially in A Pirate's Life. Great speeches. Just an outright good character for the game so far with that being said i think that pendragon's been around long enough i think it's time for some fresh blood in there as far as a a narrator or a good speech giver or some good intervention person like in a pirate's life i i think it's time that we can move on to to something else 
Now we look at Flameheart. Will Flameheart return? That is the other choice. Flameheart returns or Pendragon goes away. <clears throat> Flameheart has not been everyone's favorite villain. He's a cool villain, but he was cool back in Heart of Fire. He was cool back in Seabound Soul. He was cool back then. He has been around for so long, and he was up in the sky shit-talking for a long time that no one liked the shit-talking, because just by sailing by an island that he was at, you had to be insufferably bludgeoned by his verbal grossness for a while, like bad taste in your mouth, right? Bad taste in your mouth. He was a cool, bad guy back then, bad taste in your mouth now. And now we've been dealing with in this adventure, this idea of Flameheart returning now for a year. So I think a lot of people, the Flameheart story has, has played its part. It, it is, it is done. Uh, it needs to end. Uh, it's stale. Um, so, Though I think this is a great opportunity as a, a, a venture to end it, I don't think it should be this monumental choice because just about what I said right there, epic moments in Sea of Thieves versus shit-talking head in the sky that everyone's annoyed with. It's not that hard, people. It's not that hard to see the writing on the wall of which way, just by their in-game persona and in-game history, which one people are going to lean to. It's not that difficult to see that. Now, will at the end of the day, the community results show that? I don't know. We're going to find out. Will we see a a a, a ticker or something? Or is it going to be a, a, a video where they open the chest again? I'm going to guess we're not going to see the transparency around the results of this as I expect us to get. Like that's that's how I expected Golden Sands to be. I expected us to be able to see a ticker. I expected us to be able to constantly, while we're playing, see what's happening. I don't think we're going to see that. We didn't see it in Golden Sands. We very rarely have seen that throughout the history of the game. So I don't think Rare is going to be transparent in that. And I think we're going to play this game of seeing the tweet saying, Oh, Flamehearts. Flameheart's winning, the fire's burning brighter, and then and then the next day we're going to see, oh, the forces of Pendragon are succeeding and the flames are being diminished. And we're going to see this back and forth, just like we saw from Golden Sands. That's what I think we're going to see. I'm going to be very disappointed in that because it's not transparent and it's just, it's just awful and it causes so much toxicity on social media. Though it shouldn't and people should be uh, having fun with it and taking part in the side that they see is right. People take it way too far. Okay. It's like WWE. If you don't know what WWE is, it's, it's wrestling entertainment, right? It's scripted wrestling for your entertainment. It's completely fake. People do get hurt, but it's completely fake. It's all about pomp and circumstance, but that's, that's what it's, that's like the stories are written and you can see the writing on the wall and, and every, you know, everything's cloaked and, and it's just, it's exactly like that. And that's how I feel like these things, when we don't have the transparency on what's winning and it goes back and forth, that's what I feel. And people are toxic with WWE. It's like before the match even started, starts the victor is already determined, but people have their favorite wrestler and they will go to like actual fisty cuffs over their favorite wrestler. I'm like, dude, your guy lost or your gal lost. That was determined a week ago when they were writing this or a month ago when they were writing the storyline, it was already determined who was going to win. So why are you getting pissed off at someone who doesn't like your wrestler or who's rooting for someone else? And you go and clock them across the face. That's what see if these Twitter turns into when these community decisions um, are happening. And it's not good. It's not good. Just play the game to fight for the side you want, put your propaganda out there, but be decent human beings. Come on. It's a video game. If someone wants to, you you know, support the inferior character with the mustache over our Lord and Savior Flameheart. Let them do that. They're wrong. They're absolutely 100% wrong. 
in there, but there's nothing wrong with that. I will fight for their right to to support the wrongness of supporting Pendragon. 100%. I will fight for their right, but I will also tell them they're wrong, but I'll do it nicely. You know, I know Captain Logan, a good friend of mine, is going to be supporting Pendragon because his character looks like Pendragon. Pendragon's his favorite character in the game. That's fine. Captain Logan's wrong, and that's absolutely okay. We're still friends at the end of the day, and I will still burn his ship down for our Lord and Savior. That's fine. It's okay. Just don't be toxic and don't be an asshole. It's a video game. And even though we have to believe Rare is going to be honest, I still am like, I still don't believe Golden Sands was not determined. I don't believe this one is determined by the community. Until you show me data, until you're transparent about your data, I'm not going to believe you that you already know who's going to win and you're just going to play the social media thing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth uh, to play with the narrative. And then you're just going to pull out of that who, who was supposed to win anyways and just say, oh, it was a close one. It was 50.1% and the other people had 49.9%. Whatever. I don't believe Golden Sands was that way. I believe they already had it written. Um, and I don't believe that that this one will be this way. Call it a conspiracy theory. That's fine. But I am a person of numbers and I'm a person of transparency. I understand not being transparent as a business about certain things, but this is literally, this has no impact whatsoever on your business. Zero. This is 100% all about the community and showing us that our actions are actually making a difference in the numbers. And I'm, I'm going to go right now on, on my monitor here to seeofthieves.com, and I'm going to take a look to see if they have any sort of ticker um, on the on the adventure page. I don't know. It's not out yet. Um um, so I don't know if they're actually going to have anything um, on their, their web page yet. Um, but I would be curious if they do put a ticker out. Um, no, it's just an article. It's just an article with the link to the different. Uh, yeah, because, it, it, yeah, it, it releases soon, but it'll be out by the time this is out. So I guess we'll find out. We'll talk about it next week um, when, when, after I've played it. But I just, I, I can't foresee that any of these community choices are actually community choices. They might be, but I want to see the data backing up that rare has not already decided which one is going to win. And they're just playing the game uh, and playing with our emotions and trying to get more social media, um, you know, engagement out there from the two different sides. So diving again back into the cinematic trailer, we see that Pendragon and Bell are on the Black Witch. Um, they talk about, um, and this was a very interesting key um, note that I found. They talk about that no matter what happens now, Flameheart is going to return. So by those lines right there, and I, I don't believe that's what that actually is supposed to mean, right? We're banishing Flameheart into the Sea of the Damned or he's coming back in physical form. But when they say, you know, at this point we try to do the ritual ourselves, but we see that no matter what we do, Flameheart is going to return. So I I just, it's just, I don't know if, if that was the way they wanted that to be presented because it just feels like to me, it doesn't matter what our choice is going to be. Flameheart's going to come back regardless. Now, maybe that was just like, okay, um, that's what we believed until Pendragon decided to take his sword and, and stab a picture on the wall with it. You know, I, I don't know, but hearing those words really made me say, well, that's a really odd way to present this adventure being a choice of Flameheart or Pendragon. Very weird way to say, you know, hey, flame, no matter what we do, Flameheart's going to come back. Make the choice. Will Flameheart return or will Pandragon be, you know, it just it seemed a little odd that that was the cadence of their words. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll find out. But it just it made me feel like Flameheart was going to come back regardless. So I, I don't know. But but Pandragon is stabbing the, the painting that he's in for Seabound Soul. And now we have to make a choice by doing something. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, by doing something, we are either going to help make sure Pandragon stays in the Sea of Thieves, or we're going to help Flameheart return in physical form to the Sea of Thieves. If Flameheart returns, 
Pendragon is banished to the Sea of the Damned, not to be heard from again. If Pendragon wins, Flameheart's soul is banished to the uh, Sea of the Damned, not to be heard of again. So that's that's the choice that we're making right now um, in this adventure. So I'm anxious to see um, how that plays out once we get into game and once we see it, if there's any more to that story. Um, than that. Obviously, Bell is very upset uh, at the end of this when when Pendragon stabs the painting, um, as she knows at that moment that if for some reason the 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 forces of flame win, her friend Arthur Pendragon will be lost to the Sea of the Damned. On the other side, and the uh, adventure star, the the trailer starts out this way. We see Stitcher Jim in a coffin, uh, the skeleton of Stitcher Jim, and we see the skeleton of Flameheart in a coffin at Reaper's hideout, and we see the servant of flame standing there with a whole bunch of red smoke and uh, Pendragon narrating, talking about st- he didn't realize how much people are willing to sacrifice for their king king being captain flameheart um and trying to bring him back um so again very good trailer as far as overall cinematic um it it just was a little confusing to me um it didn't really go into detail as i don't expect it to um to to tell us what we're going to be doing all that we got was pandragon versus flameheart um if Flameheart wins, Pendragon is banished. If if Pendragon wins, Flameheart is banished. That's what we got out of the cinematic trailer. Move forward to the gameplay trailer, and we get a little bit more of a picture of what we're actually going to be doing in this adventure. And I really like what they're doing here. I really like what they're doing here. We know that season eight is a PvP-focused season. I know I don't think everyone out there has came to to terms that season eight is going to be focused around PVP. I think that is going to put off a lot of players. Um, I think in general, the community is going to be fine. I think there's going to be a uh, a very high amount of toxicity, um, especially at the start of the season being a PVP season. I think there's going to be a lot of toxicity. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of bans. Um, But at the end of the day, we know season eight is going to be a season focused on PVP which is why I'm excited that this adventure is setting us up perfectly for season eight. It's getting players prepared to understand that PVP is a very main pillar of this game and players need to get, get, under uh, get on board with that now do you have to participate in pvp no you can run uh you could do whatever you want to do uh that's the beauty of the game but you have to understand that pvp is part of the game and if you're upset about pvp well then you shouldn't play a game that's pvpve um they're not going to make pvp servers they're not going to make pve servers it's going to be a combined universe forever get used to it embrace it if you don't like it i'm sorry about your luck that is the game period um so what we learned in the gameplay trailer is that the sea forts, not the skeleton forts, but the Spanish sea forts are going to be playing the main role in this particular adventure. There is a, a table that appears to be set up at Reaper's hideout um, outside uh, near the I, I'm assuming next to the ca- caskets, but with the the uh, servant of flame and there is a uh, a, a table uh Put next to Bell, who is at the uh, side of the Black Witch crash um, at Shipwreck Bay. Um, and they look like the ritual tables uh, that we saw in um, the Shrouded Deep, the round table with the, the fire in the center. Um, and what it appears is there's some sort of relic. We saw a relic, um, a, a, like a doll relic, that was um, in the cinematic trailer. Um, I don't know how that plays into it, but I'm assuming um, the tables are going to act a lot like the Shrouded Deep ta- tables, where we have to bring some sort of relic to the table uh, for credit. Um, but what appears uh, in the gameplay trailer that you have to do is you have to raise a flag and defend defend one of the sea forts one of the spanish forts you either raise up the 
uh, Flameheart flag, the Flameheart pennant at the flagpole at the top, or you raise up uh, Bell's uh, or Pendragon's pennant um, for their side. And it appears it's going to be what I would assume. Um, there are two sea forts per region. Um, so you've got six sea forts total in the game. Uh, and it's going to be a matter of how many of those sea forts can be taken and held and defended uh, for their side. That's how I would design it. It's like a capture the base, capture the fort, um, hold the fort. Whoever has the most captured forts for the longest amount of time wins. That, I think, would be a perfect way um, to do this. Um, I don't know if that's how it's going to be programmed, but it's definitely showing that you're going to have to claim a fort um, for your side. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be more deeds than that. I'm sure there's going to be more in-depth than that. Um, but if it's just a simple take a fort and hold it, defend it, like if you step off the fort, your flag starts to lower until it goes to neutral. So you have to like hold it and defend it or it goes back to neutral. That seems really cool to me. Because when these Spanish forts first got introduced, I said those things are perfect for TDMers. Those things are perfect for a cool game mode of defend the fort, where some pirate crew is trying to take the fort, and you use the defenses on the fort and then your own combat in order to push them back and fight them back. I said that when those first came out would be a very cool mechanic, and I hope that that's what we're getting here, is that you have to raise the flag and hold and defend the fort by fighting off other pirates. Now, other pirates may not come, but I promise you there are going to be some sweaty PVPers. If that is the, the game mode where you have to take and hold the fort, trust me, PVE PVPers are going to come out of the woodwork to fight and TDM and, and try to take the fort. Right? So my guess is you'll either have a choice at the fort of which flag to raise, or you'll have to declare your side um, maybe it's going to be Athena's fortune and reapers. Um, and you'll have to raise a flag at an outpost or reapers hideout. Um, and that signifies which side you're on. And when you're, when your ships in range of the fort, it starts to capture or, or whatever. But, um, I think this is a really cool concept. If again, it plays out the way that it looks like in the gameplay trailer. Cause there was PVP very clearly shown in the gameplay trailer. I saw pink flames and everything, um, of trying to take these forts. I hope it's capture and hold. And I hope it's one of those things that if you capture a fort and you leave the fort, the flag's starts to go back to neutral like you have to capture and hold these forts uh in order to make time tick up on your particular side or points tick up on your particular side so i think that's really cool and keep in mind season eight is the season of pvp as i mentioned and they said there will be a new way to play pvp in adventure could it be that this is a test for season eight and that mechanic to see how players react and how players do with this mechanic where the one of the new PVP mechanics for season eight will be capturing and holding locations? It doesn't have to be forts, but it could be a pirate city like golden sands or something like that, where it's something critical where you have to capture and hold it. And when you do that, you have access to things that people who didn't capture and hold it don't have access to. I think this opens a whole new world for sea of thieves. If that's the direction they go, I'm very excited in this adventure to see what that mechanic is going to be. I hope it's more complex than just, Hey, my flags up in the air. Hey, we win moving on. I hope it's not that I hope it's more focused around capture and hold. And I hope this leads into something really cool for season eight, because I'm so excited that they're finally after all this PVE that they're finally pushing a solid PVP focus season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know a lot of players aren't going to like it, but I think um, we've had enough PVE for a while. And I think it's time, excuse me, a uh, time for the game to push and give something back to its PVP player base who are starved for attention. They're just starved for attention. So I'm anxious to get into this. Um, I, I'm I'm staying open-minded about this. I think the overall Pandragon versus Flame Art is a real big letdown. It is not gut-wrenching at all to me. Not at all. 
Like, I think both characters are well past their time. I think they're both stale characters, and I don't think it's really a, a gut-wrenching choice. I know there are people out there who love Pendragon. I know there are people out there who who love Flameheart. But I think both characters have, have just run their course in the game. I think their stories are both, at this point, fine where they are. And I think at this point, we're getting into the they're getting stale. So... I really was, though I saw the writing on the wall and this is what it was going to be, I wish they would have brought in more people um, to make this choice even more painful uh, for players, throw more characters in there, where if you choose uh, Pendragon, you're not only going to lose Flameheart, but you'll lose the Pirate Lord, you're going to lose Bell. If you choose Flameheart, you know, you're going to lose Wanda, you're going to lose Lorena, and you're going to lose the mysterious stranger. You know, make it something that really is gut-wrenching and something, as I talked in the last episode, that makes a player really think about their choice. I think this Pendragon versus Flameheart is too simple. I don't think it's gut-wrenching, and I don't think it's provocative enough um, for something that is supposed to be this big choice and this big closing finale. But we'll see. We will see. The adventure launches this weekend. It launches on uh, November 3rd, um, and it's for two weeks. So get out there, have some fun, um, do your deeds, get your cosmetics, and uh, may the best team, Flameheart, win, um, and may the uh, loser of souls be banished forever so I don't have to see that mustache because we all know beards are superior to mustaches. In the Twitter world, um, no, we're not going to talk about Elon Musk. I don't know um, how many of you actually follow the the tweeters, the twatters. I don't know, but um, we're not going to talk about Elon Musk, even though some of you probably care about my opinions. That's for uh, a, a, a different show if I ever started a, a different show about c- current events and stuff. There was a particular... Um, Twitter user, um, uh, I would say relatively popular based on who I saw followed them uh, and who they followed and 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 talked to on Twitter. Um, that came out with a very 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 negative um, post about the LGBT, specifically trans um, part of the LGBT uh, community. Um, it was very um, rude. It was very offensive. Um, knowing that rare is and sea of thieves is a very welcoming place. It is a very welcoming, uh, community. It is a community that's built that anyone and everyone can play the game and have fun and be themselves. That is very important to rare, uh, as, as someone who has met Mike Chapman and Joe neat and, and Joe and all not Joe neat, but Joe, the, the person who's in charge of the, the customer service team. And I've met several of the staff members. They are all different folks, all different walks of life, religions, um, sexualities, genders, all that stuff. And it is very important to them that they make a game that is inclusive um, for everyone. And they try very hard to make sure like they have the rainbow pride flag um, there for folks. They make it available that uh, male male. Um, um, modeled characters can wear dresses and skirts and the female style clothing. Female characters can wear the male style clothing and have beards. Um, and the males can have the makeup, uh, and, and the more feminine hair. Um, they make it very much that you design your pirate, however you want. Um, and, and, and you are inclusive and, and embracing of everyone. They are as a company, um, and that's something that's very important to them. Um, and overall, it's something that is is very prevalent in our community. We have uh, members of the LGBT community. We have different races. We have different religions. We have different folks from all walks of life all around the world coming together and playing a pirate game that we all love. And I think it's very, very important that we remember that. Um, and though you may not agree um, with someone um, and, and, and how they choose to lo- live their life, it's not your life. It is not your life. It is their life. And they deserve just as much happiness in their life as you do. 
Um, I know everyone wants to find happiness in their life. And, and, you know, as a member of the LGBT community, I really want to find happiness in my life. And every day I walk outside in, in, in the area that I live, there are people out there who try to take the happiness away from me and they're not living in my shoes. If I were to try to take the happiness away from their life, they would be very upset, but they have no problem taking the happiness away from my life. And on Twitter this week, some, again, relatively popular person, I'm not going to mention names because I do not want to give their their name breadth. And at this point, I believe I saw that they have deleted their Twitter account um, because of the outrage um, that happened around what they posted. But they posted something very negative uh, about the, specifically the trans community, um, again, stating that it's not natural. It's not right. Uh, it's wrong. Um, and that people who do that are weird and just, they're just messed up and that is completely wrong. It is not welcome in the sea of thieves community. Um, and I'm so glad, I am so glad that so many people came together. They now, not everyone was respectful, but in general, people were respectful and stood up regardless if they were straight bi, lesbian, trans, whatever, black, white, purple, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, didn't matter. They stood up the right way and uh, made sure that this person understood that what they said was wrong and made sure the community understood that this particular person is not a member of the community that we would like to interact with. They had a lot of folks that blocked them. I know I did. Um, but at the end of the day, what we have to remember here is that there are a lot of different people in this world. And there are a lot of different ideas that people have, but we are all people and we are all individuals and we should treat each other with respect. And we should understand that not everyone thinks like we do. Not everyone acts like we do. And we might not like that very much, but if it's not hurting you, then you shouldn't worry about it. If my actions are not hurting you on a mental, emotional, or physical level, then you should not worry about how I live my life. I know that many people criticize the way I live my life. And my response to them is, how many lives have you saved in the time that you've been on this earth? Usually their answer is none. And I can honestly say with the donations that I generate for children's hospitals, I've saved hundreds, if not thousands of children's lives at this point with the time that I dedicate to that charity. I believe that our actions are what we should judge people on. And those actions of bringing happiness and goodness to others. I know people listen to this show and they get pissed off at me. I know people listen to this show. They can't stand how I rant and I rave and I yell. I get it. I understand. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I will rant and rave and fight for your equality, your ability to be you and your ability to find happiness wherever you are in video games or in real life. And I want to, to, to just send a huge shout out to all members of the Sea of Thieves community who stood up over this past week and made sure that someone who was hateful and someone who said something that was very rude, very offensive, not in good taste, and not something that the Sea of Thieves community stands behind. Thank you for standing up for others. Thank you for standing up for the members of the community that are different from you or are the same as you. Thank you for standing up and making sure that you made your voice heard and said, I am not going to stand here. I'm not going to stand by. I'm not going to tolerate folks being treated this way. Thank you. And I hope that those of you out there who maybe don't have Twitter or maybe are not active on Twitter, I hope every day of your life, I hope every day on the seas that you're an advocate um, um, for treating others with respect. Like I said, you don't have to agree with someone's life. You don't have to agree with, with how they live their life. But we need to be respectful of each and every person. And I understand free speech. I get all that. But be respectful. Because words do hurt, not just actions. Words do hurt. And as someone who has suffered from depression and anxiety, a lot of it from that outside world out there, I understand how hard it is 
to be, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, okay? For those of you listening, this is air quotes. I understand what it is to be different. I'm overweight. I am not an athletic person, though I'm working on it. I'm a member of the LGBT community. I'm a white person that shows up at rallies for black and women's rights. I'm a white male that shows up for for rallies for for black folks, for for um, Hispanic folks, and for women's rights. Like that's what I do, and I take a lot of heat for all of that because of where I live. And I will continue to go out there, and I will continue to support my fellow men and women and whatever else is out there, however you identify yourself, however you dress, whatever you may do. If you're in a pirate game and you're a, uh, you're a swashbuckling old lady looking, but you're wearing the men's outfit, you know what? You do you, and you have fun doing it. So I hope everyone out there, as we go into this adventure, which is going to be full of PvP, it's going to have some toxicity out there. And I know Season 8 is going to have some toxicity in it. I know it's going to have some PvP in it. I'm excited for it. Just remember that someone on the other side of that digital pixel pirate that you're staring at, there's a person on the other side of that. There's a person on the other side of that. On the other side of your tweets, your Facebook message, your Instagram, your TikToks, whatever it is, there's a person on the other side who may be watching, who may be listening. There's a person who may be playing on the other side of that game. Treat them with respect. And hopefully they treat you with respect. But if they don't, don't stoop to their level. Continue to treat them with respect. Be the bigger person and stand up for those who may be being attacked for some reason. Again, you don't have to agree. You don't have to be that type of, you don't have to be whoever they are. You be you. Just treat them with respect. So I hope, and I know this isn't going to be the end of seeing this kind of crap in the Sea of Thieves community. I I know that um, those folks out there who deal with this every single day, women being made fun of because they're playing a video game, you know, people of the LGBT community being fun of, made fun of because of who they are, different religions or races being made fun of for who they are. It's going to continue. It's the world we live in. But try to be the better person. Stand up for those folks and try to get past that toxicity and have a good time and help others. Have a good time in the game that we love. Guys, thank you very much for listening and for doing your part to make the Sea of Thieves community what I would say is the best community in all of gaming. Thank you very much. I know it was a shorter episode. I got to get some sleep. I got a weekend full of charity stuff. It's it's a crazy, crazy time. Next week's going to be awesome because I'm going to be able to play through this adventure, see what it is. We'll rate the adventure next week. And we'll start to get ready for the adventure after. Because it appears that a per that that a that a specific cursed captain will be returning in the next adventure. I didn't ask to be cursed. It's nothing personal. I just really want to kill you. Take care of yourselves and each other. I'll see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio.